Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Brett Goldstein, from Ted Lasso to shrinking to his future in the MCU. Hey guys, Josh Horowitz here with another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused and a new guest on the show, but a familiar guest to anybody that has appreciated um, the wonderful series that is Ted Lasso entering its third season. He is, of course, Brett Goldstein, the scene-stealing actor and writer of Ted Lasso. He is well known for his role as Roy Kent, and um, don't worry, he's not as abrasive as that character in real life. In fact, he is sweet and affable and self-deprecating and a big old movie nerd, checks all the boxes for me, and it was a real great pleasure to get to know Brett. You guys are gonna dig this episode, it's fantastic. Before we get to that, some other housekeeping kind of things. First of all, I do wanna mention, I never say this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Drop us a review, guys, because we've recently shifted um, to Cast uh, Media, our new um, podcast home, and I want this podcast to grow and expand and gain new followers, and we already are, but honestly, the reviews on iTunes make a tremendous amount of difference, and while we have a ton of them, I never remind you guys. So if you're listening to this and you've listened for a while, just drop us a little review a four or five star review. If it's three stars or less, you don't need to bother. But if you like the show, if you like what I'm doing, go over to iTunes, drop us a review. It's really gonna help the show in the long run and it would mean a great deal to me. Other things to mention, well, as we tape this, uh, the Oscar nominations are out. In fact, I talked to Brett a little bit about the Oscar nominations and I'm not gonna give like a giant deep dive analysis except to say, I don't know, by and large, I was pretty happy. I mean, most of the big nominees are films I am a big fan of. Um, whether it is Banshees of Inishirin or The Fablemans or Tar, obsessed with Tar, as you can know from the podcast, Avatar, Top Gun. I was so thrilled that Women Talking got into Best Picture. Still kind of crazy that our, our buddy Claire Foy and Jesse Buckley didn't get an acting nomination, but what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, I think they spread the wealth really well. I have no idea how it's all gonna turn out. I mean, some of the acting categories I think we know, but uh, what's taking home Best Picture? I don't know, Banshees, I guess? Maybe Everything Everywhere? Um, we'll see. I feel like we have like seven more months left <laughs> before the Oscars come around, but uh, now is a good opportunity these next few weeks to catch up on these great films. Uh, it was a great year in film, so yeah, exciting to see it all celebrated, and um, Angela Bassett may be our first Marvel actor to win. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, let's see, other things to mention. Over on the Patreon page, just a reminder, guys, you can subscribe to our annual membership at $10 and up, and you get a free poster of your choice. I will sign it if you want. You can get the Sam Hewen poster, you can get me, you can get Kumail Nanjiani or Adam Sandler, um, Daniel Craig, uh, and you get lots of goodies. Also at the super high-end executive producer tier, you get unlimited access to all our events, VIP tickets, swag, all the cool stuff. So go over to patreon.com uh, slash happy, sad, confused. The link is in the show notes. Check it out. Um, other things to mention. Well, we don't have any events to announce just yet, but some really exciting stuff is coming. Certainly in March, hopefully in February, one or two things will pop up, so stay tuned. Some really cool live events in New York City are on the horizon. Okay, let's talk about the main event. Um, Brett Goldstein 
does so many great things. I have, I actually was kind of late to his podcast, but I'm going to give it a big um, endorsement today. Films to be buried with is fantastic. He looks at people's lives through the prism of film, which is frankly kind of what I do too, but in his own unique style. Definitely check out the podcast. It's fantastic. Uh, I don't need to sell you on Ted Lasso. He's fantastic in that, but do check out the new show, um, Shrinking, which uh, tells uh, the story of Jason Siegel's character along with like a, a great assortment. It's a, really an ensemble piece. And yes, it does feature Harrison Ford in a supporting comedic role. And he's so good in it. <laughs> he's so good in the show. Um, the, the show's getting great reviews. It drops on Apple TV Plus uh, this week, so you'll be able to check it out. I've watched the first four episodes. It's really well done. It has the same kind of... Um, tone as Ted Lasso. I think if you dig that show, you're going to love this one. Um, but it's it's definitely its own thing. And Brett is not on camera in it, but he writes for it and he's a showrunner for it um, and just shows off how talented he is in all respects. This is a great conversation. We also talk about his role in the MCU, uh, which, for those that saw the last Thor movie, he, spoiler alert, pops up as Hercules in the end credits. Uh, definitely seemingly setting him up as an adversary of Thor in future films. Uh, some really fun stuff about how he got that role and potential future for that character and some trash talk, uh, kind of, sort of, against Chris Hemsworth. So uh, there's a lot to enjoy in this episode. Brett is very sweet and funny and smart and um, checks all the boxes of a great guest on Happy, Sad, Confused. So I know you guys will enjoy it. Remember... Follow me on social media. I'm everywhere. Joshua Harder, what's on all the platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Josh Horowitz, and give us that review on iTunes. Support the show. All right. Here it is. Me and Mr. Brett Goldstein. Enjoy. Uh, Brett Goldstein, finally, on Happy, Sad, Confused. Um, I'm such a fan of your work, man. Thanks oh, for thanks taking the time much. out I today. I like your book, guys. So, thank you. So, we're going to talk about a great many things. Um, okay. the, the podcast, Ted Lasso, Shrinking is the new series, yeah. which I know you must have a lot of pride in. Talk to me first. You, you are a big movie buff. Yeah. I know from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oscar nominations are out today. Yes. Are, are, you, are you railing against the machine? Are you incensed? Are you happy? Are your favorites acknowledged? Where I'm about to uh, reveal that I don't know what they are. No, because I've been, I haven't had a, I haven't had a second to look. Are you going to spoil it for me? I save it like football scores. Like <laughs> I'm like, don't tell me the score. <laughs> I won't tell you if you don't want to know. No, who is After Sun in it? Paul made it. Paul Mescal got Fantastic. Best Actor. Fantastic. That is the representation. And did the director? No, Charlotte did not. Disgusting. <laughs> what about the film? What an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> what about the film? No. Disgusting. <laughs> Uh, how about Everything Everywhere All at Once? Ton. 11. Most nominations. Fantastic. Okay. I'm happy with that. Okay. What about Banshees of Inner Sharon? A ton. All Great. the actors. Those are my three. Okay. I'm happy. There you go. Yeah. I, it's, it's a... It's a... a, 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 a tar? Tar. tar Fucking tar love Tar. I forgot that that is this year. I love Tar. Tar and Top Gun, the two Ts. Top Gun, is that in it? Yeah. Amazing. All right, this is pretty good. Okay, we're good. Okay, so now now that you're in a good mood. Whew, thank God. My sense of you is Mm. you're you're a man that doesn't do well with downtime. That that, (laughs) that you need to be overloaded to to acknowledge that, yes, you're still living, you're still working. Has that always been the case, or is this a recent phenomenon since you've, like... You know what I was thinking about? When I was at school, like, really young, somewhere... We were taught 
about I was thinking about how I was kind of taught that work was a bad thing or a, like a like a punishment and I think it was because I was taught about the story of Adam and Eve and it was like I mean listen I'm not saying this is true but this was a story I was taught that it was like <laughs> Eve's fault because she ate the apple and then because of that we all have to work <laughs> that was the <Wow>. story <laughs> so it was like work was this punishment and I think I always thought oh god work sounds like a horrible thing and then I realized oh I just have to spend my life doing everything I can to never have a real job <laughs> so I work all the time but it's not what I would call work right you have a lot of silly jobs it's that most people stupid, would think are embarrassing. Like not real jobs yeah not real jobs but it does seem like look for us stupid Americans, for a lot of stupid Americans, yeah. you seem to be the overnight success story at like in your late 30s or 40s, sure, 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 sure. which is not the case as, yeah. as any person that has looks at your Wikipedia entry can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a sense like in the last few years, like this is the time, like I got to just grab everything oh, and make the sure. most of all these opportunities? For sure, because I, I, I never thought this would happen. I was, you know, as you say, I've been working for 20 years at a level that no one saw. Uh, but enough to pay the bills and I was working. Which is top 2% yeah, yeah. Factor, and I was, well know. <laughs> I was happy because I like the work that isn't real work. And uh, uh, and then, you know, Ted Lasso happened, which none of us expect anyone to watch. And it's been this amazing, amazing, I, you know, once in a lifetime, one in a million, you know, like winning the lottery, like insane. But it meant that I guess a little window opens and then people that had no idea who you are suddenly are maybe interested in these projects you've been working on for a long time and stuff like that. I don't know how long that window's open. So you, so I think you think, fuck, I've had to do it. Make the most of that bloody window. Right. I wish someone would tell me because then you'd be like, you, okay, I can relax. Like an eight-year window, a three-year window Yeah, or if something it's like, like you got one month, mate. <laughs> make the most of it, go. <laughs> but I do find, look, not to like, this may not be good news for you because uh -oh. many of the actors and filmmakers I've talked to that have like decades of high level work yeah. under their belt, it never goes away. Never goes away. Look, I always think, but that's, I guess, I think about Spielberg and yeah. you go, you don't need to do anymore, you, mate. You can coast, man. You can just do. <laughs> have a nap. Have a nap, son. You do ET5. Yeah. And, just like <laughs> and, I, and I guess that's when you know like he's a, he's a real. I don't like, I, I work, always nervous of the word artist, but let's say it. he's a real, you know, he doesn't need the money. No. He doesn't need the accolades, but he clearly likes telling his stories. And, it, and yeah. you know, Ridley Scott is 400 and <laughs> makes three films a year. You're like, chill and, out. And, and like the hardest movies on the planet <laughs> yeah, to make. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just bang out a war movie in, in three months. Yeah. Like, But I get it. I very much relate to that. And I don't yeah. see it because anytime I go, I do do too much, 100%. And I'd say once a week, maybe one in seven days, I think to myself, oh, this is slightly too much. I'm slightly overwhelmed right. with all the things. But only one day a week and then it passes. <laughs> and whenever I've had a night off, I'm in despair. I don't, you know, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. No, I, I should, you know. There's always someone new. They're going to. Oh, no, it's not that. It's just that I go, I don't know what to do if I'm not. Right. Uh, making stuff or well, probably watching stuff yeah i'm watching films so that's the that's the but even that's sort of i've made that you have mean work can so. we talk about films to be buried with we, yeah we can i course. love the podcast man thanks man. um and it feels like this is this podcast unites correct me if i'm wrong your, your two favorite loves which are film and a, a preoccupation with death this is, this, this <laughs> is yeah <laughs> yeah you're not wrong and and you know and like, i'm interested in people's lives and i think yeah. What the podcast did 
by accident that I didn't necessarily know it would is it ends up being quite a good way to talk to people about their lives because yes by talking about films you're really talking about them like as in what what film scares you the most is really what scares you yeah you know and what makes you cry and you know it's it ends up being i've had so many conversations with people where you're like wow i, I really got we really got somewhere it's really interesting like beyond yeah i like that film <laughs> you know no, it's, I mean? it's a smart way in. look i mean like when when my dad passed away a couple of years ago i'm I had, sorry no i appreciate that but like i had my brother on and we oh, talked wow. about the movies that yeah. we watched with our our dad oh man and that's yeah. kind of everything you can look at your life through yeah these five movies and that's For kind sure. of what you're doing week after week yeah so what is the most telling question you found like the the the, the question you feel like unlocks a lot of your guests I think it's it's pro- it, it's those two probably. Well, uh, the three, the three big ones for me are the ones: it's what scared you the most, what made you cry the most, and the experience you had at the cinema that will always be special to you, regardless yeah. of the film. Yeah, those three will get you something. Are the are the guests always aware that you're going to drop the bombshell that they're dead? Because sometimes I'm listening and I'm like, wait, have they not been briefed? That, I mean, because you're so deadpan and you so kind of bury the. the I won't. <laughs> I won't name them, but I did have a very high-profile director on who told me at the beginning I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and then when I told him he was dead, he looked so shocked, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you've definitely never had this podcast. <laughs> he genuinely looked panicked, and I think even at one point he said, "Why are we talking so much about death?" And I was like, "Big fan, huge fan." <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because the last couple of years when we went into pandemic mode or whatever, and I was trying to figure out like, how do I continue to do this podcast? Mm. I started asking folks for their comfort movie and doing kind right. of a deep dive with yeah. folks on that. Do you have a comfort movie? Do you have like a go-to? I mean, imagine you have dozens, but like there's yeah, one Yeah, I mean, out. look, Singing in the Rain is, is always brilliant and a favorite. I mean, maybe my favorite. Uh, I, and School of Rock is a... Uh, Five Star Stone classic that you'll be happy to watch any time. Yeah. Uh, Grease 2. It's funny because, like, you can go any different way, right? Because, yeah. like, Zachary Quinto said, like, Magnolia to me. I, and love, I, Magnolia. I love Magnolia. Too. But I get it. I get it's it not too. wrong. I once was on a plane and Magnolia was on the list and I watched it and then I watched it again because I, I sort of was like, <laughs> it's a seven hour has he made well. this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the f- opening 40 minutes oh. of Magnolia, I'm like, I don't know how you made this. It is. All the setups alone. Yeah, you know that's what stresses me. Like, guys, just so you know, this is really hard. Yeah, so hard. I love that film. (laughs) That's one of my top ten. So, when is Harrison Ford coming on the show? Have you made the ask? Uh, Someone asked me this the other day. You're going to get him on the podcast, and the truth is, asking him to be in this show was such a ridiculous thing. And then he said yes. That I'm scared to ask him anything else because I don't want to push my luck. I have no follow-ups, Mr. Ford. I'm like, I don't ever want to ask him for anything again. He said yes to the show. I don't like, I don't want him to regret it. Um, the show is shrinking. It's on Apple yes. TV+. Plus. Um, uh, I very much have enjoyed it. I've watched the first four. Great. Um, this is from you, Bill Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason yes. Siegel. Jason Siegel, fantastic. And somehow, some incriminating photos, whatever happened, <laughs> you got Harrison Ford. <laughs> really amazing. So what is like the, is that, what kind of day is that when you find out Harrison Ford is in? Because he's never done Yeah, TV, never done TV. And he is so good in the show. And it, he's and it, really it good, reminds it? me of like, oh yeah, in addition to being like the leading man of my youth, yeah. he is, has the comic timing of just like top percentile, one of the best. 100%. I think 
we've all said this on set in person everyone is that we offered it to Harrison Ford almost like a joke like let's waste a week while we try and get Harrison Ford and he says no and then we'll move on to the realistic getting on with the lights and when he said yes it was very quick as well like it was almost too easy and he was so lovely and he was so interested in he loved the scripts and he loved the character and there was a lot he related to in it and he wanted to you know he he's a real actor like not a star like he he wasn't interested in there's a thing in in uh the mike nichols biography where he talks about working girl and he says harrison ford said to him just tell me how to serve the story and i'm like that's him that is like he he's there to make the thing work not to yeah get the most shots or you know and so he was so lovely so brilliant but having a year or however many months later eight months nine months later don't think there's a single person cast crew or writers who aren't still like fucking oh it's Harrison Ford (laughs) (laughs) despite how he is just normal and lovely but we're all still like bloody hell sure no but it's funny you say that yeah now I'm now I'm going back in my mind of all the interviews I've seen with him over the years and you're right he always talks about like yeah and we all know like yes he was a carpenter and like how he can be of service to a crew and how he helps out the crew and it's astonishing he's part of the ensemble like it's Jason Segel as the lead in an ensemble and he is part of the ensemble he's he's fantastic I also think because I kept thinking why is he why is he said yes he just kept saying he loved the scripts (laughs) and I kept being like are you serious but when we did the first read-through for the pilot episode, I could see in his eyes, getting big laughs in the room, he was buzzing. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, he hasn't done a big proper comedy. Yep. And I think he's really excited to be, to show how funny he is. So well, let's talk a little, the, the concept of the show. So these are, it, it, these are Jason Segel and many of the characters, the actors rather, are play therapists. Mm-hmm. And Jason Segel has suffered a horrific loss um, and is kind of, trying to come out on the other side of this yeah. loss in his life. Um, did you and Bill, like, workshop this? Like, how, how does this, like, what's the elevator pitch on this and who has it and who comes to who? Like, how did this develop in, in the first place? Weirdly, it was something we sort of both had separately, the idea. My version of it was much darker, much, much darker, and his version was possibly lighter. Oh, okay. And we would talk, because we'd, we'd done a pilot together before Ted Lasso. Right. And he like my writing wanted to do something with me and he said what what are you working on and I told him this idea I had and he said I've been working on a similar thing blah blah and we talked about it we were like well if we put these together that's probably the right tone right for this show and uh and that's yeah that was it and I think in terms of I'm always you've probably heard me say this on a podcast but I hate the only thing I don't like in films are films where the message is what's the fucking point right everything's awful right. there's no point because i go i think that anyway like <laughs> give me some <laughs> yeah, i don't need that give me something okay. yeah <laughs> uh so i think and i also think it's bad a bad observation of life if it doesn't have any humor in it yeah that's not how people are people funerals laugh are, people laugh at funerals yeah. people laugh on deathbeds people yeah. find jokes on things like it's how we yep. get by and so i think making a comedy about grief and trauma is interesting and and not unrealistic is without prying too much into your yeah. personal life is therapy something that you generally uh, think is useful like yes uh, i you can ask i'm a huge fan of therapy i think it's 
I think if you have access to it, everyone should. Yeah. I, I wish and hope everyone does because I think it's essential and it's definitely saved me and d- done been very, very good for me. And, uh, and I think that's true of everyone involved in drinking. Yeah. Certainly, you know, I, someone said, one of the writers said about the writer's room, she said she was talking to a friend of hers and they were complaining about their writer's room on their show and everyone wasn't getting on. And she said, oh, our writer's room is amazing because everyone's therapized. <laughs> like it's just a, a really good group of people who at least understand how to talk about their feelings and process stuff. And, you know. Well, the good thing about you is you've, you're fixed. You're perfect now. I'm absolutely fine, as you can tell by my <laughs> insane workaholism <laughs> and terror of being in the quiet for a second. Absolutely f- I'm cured. Um, me I'm not, I'm me not, and Spielberg, absolutely fine. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good group. Um, I, I'm not going to obsess over Harrison for the rest of the conversation, but a little. I, one other right. aspect that I did find really interesting is he plays a man with Parkinson's. Yes, yes. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I can cut this if you want, but your dad has... He does, yes. Yeah. He my, does. My, my dad had Parkinson's for oh, many, many years. So I'm I, sorry. I, I, I wrote, no, I oh, mean, I I'm sorry as well. It's a, yeah, it's a tough so, one. So. so that's a big part of the Paul character is... Uh, and weirdly, it's in a way, it's like a nice thing for my dad because I get to sort of say to him, oh, by the way, you, Harrison Ford's playing you. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not a bad treat. <laughs> uh but yes, yeah, so I think, again, I think we're all very lucky, so lucky to do this and lucky to be able to put all of the things that are difficult in your own life into stuff and try and, I guess, process some of it that way or at least share some of it. I don't know, you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about you guys, but when I feel my best, that's when I can really achieve and accomplish great things. And I I know life can be hard. Sometimes I feel bogged down. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not showing up in the way that I really want to for work and for friends and for family. And and that's where something like BetterHelp can help because working with a therapist can help get you closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. And I know it can be overwhelming at times and it's not a bad thing to get some help. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online, guys. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's all there right for you right now. Help is available. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash HSC today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash HSC. So, okay, so let, let's go back a little bit into the, the origin story route in Ted Lasso, which is legendary by now. But for those that don't know, you did collaborate with Bill prior to mm-hmm. the show. You were came on board as a writer. Yes. So at what point in the writer's room are you eyeing Roy and kind of writing in your notebook, like, hmm. <laughs> Just growl. Uh, exactly. Episode five, I think, there's a scene with Keely in the car park where he's he scares her by mistake and then apologizes. And I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. I, I I just knew no one was thinking of me for it. 
Right. And I didn't want to be a dickhead and I didn't want to embarrass anyone or, you know, uh, I knew how awkward it would be if I said at any point, I think I could play Roy. <laughs> uh, so I left it till the end of the writer's room. And on the last day, I sent a self-take that I'd done. And I said, if this is embarrassing, pretend you never got it. And I will never ask if you got it. But if you like it, I think I could do Roy. So if they had taken you up on that, on the reverse. I never said anything. I Well, I guess it was like, yeah, I mean, I sort of had nothing to lose. The only thing I had to lose in hindsight was they might not ask me back for season two, right? Because it's too, too awkward to ever look me in the eye again. Right. <laughs> Which was a big risk. But, but if you're watching that show now in season three and yeah, oh, Tom some, Hardy is playing Roy. Furious. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. You, you, I'm used to rejection <laughs> as an actor. You know, I do, as hard as it is. Also, having been on the other side of it, you know, as someone who's cast people as well, there's that whole, you must have seen Brian Cranston talk about it, but it's very true that you, as an you you show your your interpretation of this character and then you have to leave yeah. because your interpretation might be brilliant but it might not be right for this it might not fit i know it's a you do your best and then it's a lottery right and so i i don't know it, but roy was different that is a kind of lie because i'm normally like that but with roy it was different i did really felt very strong calling to it was getting even the the writing gig on that show a big deal at the time again you, you've been working yeah, solidly yeah. but like you hadn't necessarily cracked into the american yeah, yeah. u.s market and was that a goal or was that an aspiration or was it no i i've never had a plan i've realized <laughs> <laughs> i never i've never had a five-year plan to year, one-year plan right because i've always been like well you just just keep making stuff and things take you in certain directions so i never had a i always loved american stuff everything i was watching was american and most of my favorite films were American. So it was like, I guess subconsciously I'd have always wanted to do that. Plus having worked so long in British TV where there's no money at all. To, and I don't mean to get paid. What I mean is in terms of like production stuff. Yeah. You yeah. want to go like, can we, can we get a, a bottle of milk for this scene? They're like, <laughs> wow. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> hey, okay. Money bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, and, and then when, uh, one thing I heard you talk about, which which really I found amusing and interesting, and it kind of keys into another conversation I had recently, was there was this gap where like you make the show, yeah, and then you're sitting around for like a year, yeah. And I had this conversation with with speaking of everything everywhere, Ki Hui Kwan, oh, wow. who like made that film and then waited forever, oh wow, and yeah, he was like wow. wondering if he was any good, if it was going to change yeah. anything, and like living in this whatever this limbo. For you, had you moved on? Had you kind of like made your peace with whatever it was going to be? I forget, because I have it now with shrinking, I forget that it's such a weird thing that you make a thing and you kind of make the thing in private, you know, yeah. particularly with Ted Lasso. We were in, we we're quite removed from everyone and everywhere. We were in this little bubble. We made this show. It felt magical. We all did this thing together. But I genuinely thought no one would watch it. So it was almost like this was for us. Yeah. <laughs> like we got to experience this, but no one's ever going to see it. And thank you for a lovely time. And then and then it's suddenly going to come out and you realize, oh God, it's so exposing and vulnerable and scary. And like the whole world is going to, or no one or however it's going right. to work. You're suddenly, got, your, your thing that's been private is suddenly out of your hands. Your baby is gone. Yeah. 
and people will do tell your baby shit or whatever and you're like that's my baby so that bit is really it's quite shocking every time it happens it's shocking because you forget oh yeah we have to go through that bit where you have to let go of the baby and how quickly did it feel like a turn because like my recollection from the outside looking in was it wasn't like no, it wasn't. Top Gun Avatar. Like, no, no, it was no, like no. the it world suddenly fell. It was a slow burn that first Very season. Very slow, yeah. That's why I think the Ted Lasso thing is, I don't know what it tells us about this business or anything. <laughs> what it tells you is no one fucking knows anything because Ted Lasso was a genuine word of mouth slow build hit, yep. which is not a thing that happens much. And yeah, it came out, it was very quiet. I'd say we didn't hear much, you know. Then we made season two. Then when we, and season two was in lockdown. And then when we came to New York, where we are now, to do the premiere or something for season two, me and Hannah Waddingham went for a walk and we were mobbed. And I was like, oh, this world has changed. Like everything has changed. And how do people, do people expect to see Roy? Like, do they like, when your gentle voice comes out of your body, are they like, wait, what happened? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I still haven't worked out if it would be better if I just told everyone to fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a good out to have yeah, yeah. When, you're, when you're associated with an asshole. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. <laughs> I, might le- I might have to cultivate that a bit more. Yeah, I mean, you could always tell somebody to fuck off and be like, hey, I was just doing a bit. Yeah. Being in character, what? <laughs> yeah, I forget to change my voice. And they're like, bro, it was really rude. <laughs> it was do, really rude. Do people ask you to, do, to go into the voice? Some t- I've had people t- ask me to tell them to fuck off. Uh, do you and I oblige? <laughs> I go, well, that's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to take a walk. Um, are, are there strange um, offers to officiate weddings, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> character? Uh, no, I've not had that. Hmm. Or maybe I haven't. It hasn't got to me. Yeah. And Red's if anyone's listening, been- <laughs> please don't. Please don't send those offers. <laughs> What are what are the current rules for cursing in front of children? What's the mine? Well, Personal any, rules. <laughs> any child, children on set. Uh, listen, I I'm I don't know if it's obvious. I'm very pro swearing and and don't think there should be any boundaries between yeah. uh, language for. I mean, within reason. I don't know what the reason is. <laughs> I I don't seem to be able to. I swear in front of children. <laughs> <laughs> They gotta learn sometime. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, give them their vocabulary. <laughs> Where in the, you know, the list of accomplishments does appearing in FIFA twenty three? Fucking hell! I'd say that is being in FIFA twenty three. It's only just below being on Sesame Street. Sesame Street is was the pinnacle. That was it. But then FIFA twenty three is fucking amazing, and so surreal, and playing against my nephew as myself on screen and beating it, scoring a goal as Roy Kent against my nephew and having Roy Kent on screen cheering and me cheering. That's pretty great. No, you broke through the matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is wild because it really does look like us. It's, yeah. it's very, it's very surreal. I, every time we play, I'm like, what is it? Any cheat codes? Do they give you any like inside uh, Durham no. how to dominate? No, you just have to get good <laughs> just gotta use every it really motivates you when it's when it's yourself you go well i better be good at this because <laughs> he's representing me this guy is um is the voice taxing do you find that like it takes it out of uh you? that's a fair question i would say truthfully 
you know, not being a proper trained actor. I have no control over anything. So I don't, I'm sure there's a way of doing it that wouldn't... If I have big days of shouting, right. then I'm, I'm sort of fucked at night. So you're but, not... You're not taking care of your instrument you're not no, no idea you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no idea how someone needs to tell me no we yeah. need to get you a vocal coach just yeah. to, to preserve the the money maker <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> um okay here's the here's the tough part of the conversation looking mm. ahead to ted lasso season three yeah what can we say is this the end we can't say anything we can't say anything and partly because i'm not allowed to say anything but also genuinely my part in it in terms of because I get that everyone sort of wants to know stuff, but then I also go, don't you, wouldn't it be better if you don't know anything? Like, are, there's so few surprises. Yeah, left so in few this surprises. World. And, and if you're into it, like, how wonderful to discover it again in a new way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to spoil anything. Here's my question Are we going to know, though, it's the end before it's the end? Like, w- are you just going to drop an episode and be like, peace out, guys? See you. See you well, later. when the, the uh, majority of the main cast die in the show, you, I think you figure. Unless they're going supernatural, right? This is the end. So this this is Game of Thrones style. This yeah. is they're all dropping one. <laughs> the by finale one. we call the red the red wedding match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, but there must be discussion whether it is this season or two seasons or five seasons from now. Yeah. Of like, there's so much discussion on how shows end. Yeah. Has well, you have, you spent a lot it. of hours like debating how to make it satisfying for you guys and the non-stop, audience. Nonstop. Nonstop. I mean, you care because, of course, we care. Like, yeah. I think maybe it's a weird thing to be like, we're fans of this show. Like, right. we, I love all these characters and, and want it to end well. And But, you know, Jason has a very clear vision and always has. And there's, we, no one's phoning it in, you know. Right. There's a long storied history of spinoff shows. Yeah. From Frasier on the high end to, all, with all due respect, Joey on a different yeah. end. With all due respect, Joey. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there gonna ever be a Roy Kent spinoff show? That's the, again, none of these things are in my hand. I, okay. I, I would do a Roy and Mindy show where Roy appears in an egg <laughs> <laughs> and moves in with a <laughs> lovely lady. <laughs> Were you raised on Mork and Mindy? Was that yeah? I saw I saw a lot of Mork and Mindy. Loved Mork and Mindy. So good. Jonathan Winters. I didn't know who Jonathan Winters was at the time, and I'm like, now in retrospect, Mork and Mindy's not not given its dues. No, it's not shown. Great show. It's I I haven't seen it. That and Soap. Soap. Master. Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Masterpiece. Susan Harris. (laughs) Susan Harris, greatest TV writer of all time. Discuss. I want to talk to you guys about performance apparel and our sponsor this week, Viore. Because guys, I have become so sick and tired of the traditional old workout gear. It's not comfortable. It's not functional. It doesn't look good. That's where Viore comes into play. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. It's so comfortable. It's probably, I guarantee actually, it's more comfortable than whatever you're wearing right now. Plus it's versatile. It works with any activity, running, training, swimming, yoga, whatever you do, Viore works for you. And Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint. I love that about this company. They are also reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond. They're utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. And again, guys, it's versatile. 
It's comfortable. It's designed to look great in your everyday life. Yes, outside the gym, this stuff looks amazing on you. So get in on it right now. This is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, Viore is offering 20% off your first purchase. That's right. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash HSC. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash HSC. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash HSC and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. So you said before, like in terms of film, you were were you raised primarily on American film? Like, did you? Is that what you gravitated yeah, towards? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because um, my sense, again, from listening to the podcast mm. is, and I, again, I appreciate this about you because I, I feel the same way. Is like, I can go like PTA, but I can go like Vin Diesel. Like, I yeah, can, I can yeah, go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, does that sure. pertain to you as well? Hundred percent. I saw Skinner Marink this morning. Everyone's Have you seen talking. It? No. It's hard work. It's very good. It's hard work. <laughs> it's hard but work I really. It's it's hard. It's the sort of film I really admire, where I go like, "Wow, you you're not fucking about here." Like it's right. very slow, very demanding, but it is also I've never seen anything like it, and I will always respect that. Do you have aspirations to write features? I heard that I heard Jason Siegel has written or is writing a Space Ghost movie. I believe I I, I he's, wouldn't he's like talked to about it. I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you read it? No, I've not read it actually. That's intriguing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to make films. I'm a film guy. Yeah. So, because you have, you've already done a superhero yes. film. For those that don't know, was it Super Bob? Super Bob. Yeah. Right. So, but I could see a Brett Goldstein meeting with Marvel or DC to like, I don't know. I'd, is there I'd a listen, character that you would like to? Get I'd your hands love on? to do Super Bob in Marvel because I think he would be very funny in that world. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just need to get. 25 billion people to see Super Bob and then that right. could be a viable option. Although I, I guess you can't be two characters in the in the Marvel mm. Universe. You blew it, man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all, right, I'll go, all right, I'll go DC then. Sorry. I don't mind. How did how did Hercules happen? Set it up for me. So you appeared in the post-credits of the last Thor yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Is that a Kevin Feige text, phone call? Do you have a relationship? What no, no. Okay, completely out of nowhere. I just got an email saying that Marvel producers would like to talk to you about something. Obviously, I wasn't allowed to know any of it. And then I had a Zoom, and they they literally just explained, hey, Brett, <laughs> we, we're making this Thor, Love and Thunder, and at the end of it, blah, 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 this happens, this happens, and then the camera spins around, and it's you. And I went, are you fucking joking? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking on your phone ID. Is that like yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Marvel? Like, is this who is real? this? <laughs> yeah, it was literally that. And then they, they'd already done the artwork like they'd drawn me as Hercules and it was really impressive I mean it was FIFA 23 impressive <laughs> and I was like wow you've really done this so yeah I mean that's probably of all the things that was the one that was most completely out of nowhere left field like n- never considered it it wasn't on my radar just a w- wild and, thing and do they like when you have that initial meeting say like look we can't guarantee anything but look, we could see you popping up in other places. Like, is there any promise or uh, talk of that? There must be I, something. I can't say anything because they put a chip in your head. So I hear. Yeah. There are a lot of chips going around because so everyone's chips. in the Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. 
That's why actors are weird. <laughs> you used to be so well adjusted, but now they all electrocuted every time they're asked about questions. Feige's like, yeah. But safe to look, you have I think two words that you've said in the MCU so far. Yeah. Yes, father. Yes, father. Well done. Thank you. Well done on that. Thank you. Was there a monologue that was cut? Was that literally it? It was three. It was an eight-page monologue that they got down to two words. <laughs> no. We've rethought the role. Yeah. Yes, father They're works like, the rest. It's better if you say less. No, it was just that. <laughs> but look, with all due humility, can you take on Chris Hemsworth? The man is a beast. He's 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 a big boy, isn't he? Dude. With all due humility, he's a big boy. But does he have uh, a massive muscles? Yes, he does. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but hang on a second. Wait. <laughs> does he have incredible, unbelievable charisma? Oh, no. Yes, he does. <laughs> Wait, we can okay. we find something. Wait. <laughs> but does he have the ability to look like a god? Yes, no. he does. <laughs> Brett, we got to find something. What's your advantage? You have to have something. Hair? Hair. Body hair? You got great body hair. Thank you. Maybe that's the way I beat Thor. You, you can outcurse him, probably. Yeah, he's not a swearer. Yeah. Wouldn't know what to do. Freak him out. So, okay, you said before you you don't do the two or five year plan, and we don't know if Ted Lasso continues or not. But like, yeah. we also said that you balance six different jobs at yeah. once. You like to do that, sure. So, like, when you leave here and you do you're done with the press, yeah. Are there three scripts you're working? Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, you doing yeah. With your what life are you talking <laughs> do? Well, I do stand up most nights. Do you uh, really? You like still prioritize yeah. that? Wow. Yeah. Because uh, I love it, and uh, weirdly, it makes me. I just think stand up's like heroin. Like, I, I need to do it to feel normal, sadly. <laughs> we'll spend the end talking about your heroin problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Prompt a hobby. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, you've got to give yourself one treat. It's, uh, <laughs> Don't deny him his heroin, guys. <laughs> Wait, does, does Chris Everyone have heroin? No, that's how I beat him. Heroin. There you go. You can cut the C word. Stick with heroin. Don't worry. The kids will love it. Uh, what's the question? I don't know. Oh, bit, oh, how busy? Yes, writing scripts and working on five different, five different uh, things and ideas and uh, TV shows and films and trying to also use this window to help other people get some stuff made that I think are brilliant that I haven't had the opportunity. You know, that's the other thing too. Yeah, that is a nice part of it is being able to kind of. Uh, give back and help yeah. people that you think are amazing that haven't had a window open. And, and for something like shrinking, were you on set at all? Did I read correctly? You, you no, I was in. Crazy, I was yeah. in London making Ted Lasso. So, what was what was sort of a, tr- a great thing about shrinking for me is I saw I was on Zoom at night with it, and I would see all the rushes when I got home. And because this cast are amazing and they also have good improvisers, there would be like Easter eggs in the takes. I'd see like, there's a moment in the pilot where Jason goes, release me when he's in the bush. That wasn't in the script. Like right. stuff like that. You're like, ah, oh, this is fucking great. Yeah. Making All you these extras smarter. making me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I write that. No, that was uh, him actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first rule of Hollywood, take yeah, all yeah. the credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like, I mean, does the experience on Ted Lasso make you a better everything, better writer, better producer, better collaborator. For sure, for sure. I think, look, your man Jason Sudeikis is really a very clever man. He's a smart man. He's a very (laughs) clever man and he's very, very good. And I've certainly learned so much from being there and from watching him. And and the 
I keep using this word and I don't know if it's an actual word, but intentionality. Is it a word? It sounds real. Sure. Sounds like it's an English major. Let's go with it. Yeah. That 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 thing of which I think is something kind of instinctual, but it's worth checking whenever you're making a decision with a joke, with a move, with a story beat, any of it, that I agree with Jason, I think he thinks this, that funny's easy. Funny, if you're funny people, funny's easy. The, the decision is, why are you putting this joke in? Like, what's it for? Right. I think everything has to have a meaning, like... Because you could just do loads of jokes. You could do... Yes. very easy to pile on jokes on stuff. It's just, why are you doing it? Like, what's the point? What's the theme That's of this? The what's level, the... Yeah. What does this mean for the character? All of that. That's just the stuff you need to think about. You know what I, I realized? We're coming full circle as we wrap up. Um, so you, you've given many actors great roles in this. But speaking of our Harrison Ford obsession, mm. potentially he is now your biggest competition. Yeah, no. If you... <laughs> <laughs> So you're the two-time reigning uh, Emmy yeah. winner in your category. Oh, God. Dude, yeah. Harrison Ford could t- take it from you. He's very, very good. He's, I, mean, you, I mean, you can't really. He's very, very good. This is a disaster. <laughs> Destroy the tapes. <laughs> Cancel the show. He's, it's not coming out. He's it's not never, enough. It's never coming out. Oh, well. Trust us, guys. The, the show was great. You'll <laughs> never see it. <laughs> It's really powerful and moving. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's going to give it real currency in the decades to come, that it was a show that was never seen except by yeah, 50 by members you, of the press. You and me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just be, keep talking about the release me joke. People go, I don't get it. Just despite Harrison Ford, what a story. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Intentionality. Why did you shut it down? For a very good reason. <laughs> Spite. <laughs> it fuels all of us. Um, this has been a real pleasure, man. I'm oh, thanks, a, man. Such thanks a fan of everything you do. Um, as if people needed uh, to be reminded, Shrinking is the new series on Apple. Of course, Ted Lasso is coming pretty soon. Yep. That's the word on the street. And guys, check out, I don't want to you know, advertise another podcast, but you can also do another podcast. Once you've watched everything on the channel. The channel. And you've s- subscribed to the channel the and ch- you check in with the channel every day. <laughs> And you listen to what the channel tells you to Suddenly do. You sound like um, who's the character mentoring candidate? You're like, yeah. <laughs> must listen to the channel. To the, channel. <laughs> the channel knows best. The channel will guide you. Um, check the channel out. will not hurt you. <laughs> the channel is good. The channel is pure. It's anyway, true. do that and then. Then check sorry. out films to be buried. Films with. to be buried. Uh, Brett, thanks for the time, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 